As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dos Pequeños is a proud member of the Barrenas Podcasters Guild. The Oracle Network. This is Dos Pequeños. A funnier look at the paranormal in New Mexico. With your co-ghosts, Eric Carter-Landin. And Alex. What's up, Alex? Hey, Eric. (laughs) Don't be all salty, man. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is giving me evil eyes. You've got to be on your best behavior. We've got a special guest. We in the do house. have a special guest today. Before we get into introducing our special guest, let's go through our housekeeping stuff. Please, so, please. Uh, we <laughs> don't forget our OnlyFans. Don't forget our OnlyFans, <laughs> where you can watch your nonstop ghost porn and read the erotic ghost fan fiction that we have. Uh, it's all terrible. It's it sounds. Do we like, really need to do this? I think so. <laughs> we might make more money than we do on Patreon, and then we'll just throw in like a nipple shot every once in a while of one of us. We have like two <laughs> patrons right now, so yeah, that's the only people that sorry guys you got three now (laughs) oh fuck yeah um so patreon.com slash dos pequeños uh buy us a coffee at ko-fi dot no ko-fi slash dos pequeños go to facebook instagram and twitter and slide up in our dms you can be as creepy as you want according to alex it's um, <laughs> what we're about. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, I, it seems like it's what we do. It seems like this season has been extremely sexual. <laughs> Probably my fault. It's absolutely your fault. <laughs> you can't even pin that on me, man. So we're gonna have to come up with a sexual name for this episode too, because we're, we have to go in the theme. Like this is season two. Well, I got it already. You do. I, I know what it is. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Is it anal probes? Pretty much. <laughs> Get in, loser. So we have a special guest visiting us today. It's somebody that Alex and I know. We've worked with this person before in the past, except you were closer with him because you guys were in the same department. He's I was my boss. I was in the dark side. Still yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a local celebrity chef, Mr. Mike Persio. How are you, sir? I'm great. Great. Great to be here. 
We're not there Beautiful. yet. Beautiful. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. No, no it's, it's, it's really cool to be here. Been looking forward to it. Just sit down, talk with you guys. Nice studio. Um, nice to see this this gentleman outside um, giving himself a vaccine outside. Oh, cool. Yeah, right there in the parking lot. So it's great to see that people um, are self-caring and, and care about others. So. Welcome to Albuquerque. Beautiful. Downtown Albuquerque. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Was that under the bridge? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> He's vaccinating himself there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't feel any pain. So. Yeah. Oh, he looked very happy that he was oh. safe. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen you, man, in like, gosh, it must be almost 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Crap. Right. Has it been that long? I'd like ran into you I like random as fuck. Haircut with you. Oh, now. you guys nice. do. Nice. And it's nice to see that it's not by choice either. It's not. Nope, it's a, it's a. That's not by choice. No, dude. No, oh. I, I have thought like, you were doing that to look cool. I have like the wraparound, cool. like UFO hair situation <laughs> like happening. Like a monk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have that happening. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I wish you did have monk hair. It's so bad, dude. <laughs> I kind of want to do a skullet. Like yes. I feel like that would be pretty rad. <laughs> uh... But then I have to wear like aviator glasses and really tight jeans. On top of it, leggings, <laughs> jeggings, jeggings. <laughs> They're not pants. <laughs> so we are super happy to have you here, Mike. Yeah, and, man. And if you guys listen to this episode, <sighs> I'm not sure when the great episode will drop, but Mike will be on an, a great episode as well. Super, super happy to have you. We are going to be talking about some crazy ass shit today, like usual. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we're probably going to not do it justice like usual. <laughs> like usual. It'll still be the shit show you came to love. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about alien abductions. Yeah, yeah, alien abduction. And when we looked at this, we were hoping there would be a lot more information about New Mexico. Yeah. But I feel like there's not that much. There's alien sightings. A lot Mexico, of sightings. A lot of UFO sightings mm-hmm, in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But I guess we weren't looking in the right towns like we probably should have went to Berlin. we probably should have went to hobbs you know mm-hmm. like just start talking to people in the trailer parks i'm sure we would have found some alien abduction stories <laughs> oh, there. oh yeah right yeah. yeah alex is acting like i'm i'm being insensitive or something <laughs> at least some kind of abduction i don't know if they're alien abductions <laughs> oh <but> shit <laughs> there's abductions are happening <laughs> i mean i'm sure farmington has some stories uh, oh yeah well yeah. right i mean all over. You would think. Well, I thought I was going to find way more stories about it. Well, and... one guy I, I definitely want to uh, talk about and touch on. It, it's pretty close. You know, it's um, Snowflake, Arizona. So that's mm-hmm. that's close. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call it um, local. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're kind of desert southwest. We're, and we're branching out this season. It feels like we're doing more broad stuff. And we might eventually just become just a general worldwide yeah because eventually i think we might run out of stuff i'm never going to run out of paranormal shit is everywhere so why well i'm never going to run out of true crime in new mexico like that is going to be the fountain that never (laughs) stops giving (laughs) unfortunately Um, unfortunately but i think i think paranormal is going to hit the end at some point so anyway before we get into that alex do you want to tell us about what alien abduction is (laughs) it's being abducted by aliens the end (laughs) episode's over there you go, guys. Good night, all right. All. Um, so make sure to get on our OnlyFans and subscribe. There's five <laughs> different tiers. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry. I'm dead. Uh, do you want me to talk about this? Do you want me to do this? Yeah, go okay. ahead. So, all right. Alien abduction uh, <laughs> has been called a bunch of different things. It's 
been very popular for a long time, especially in our childhoods. I think that that's when it was really a big thing. Uh, I, I know Alex and I have talked about how we used to spend a lot of time in the libraries gravitating towards different paranormal books, mafia bosses, all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. Bosses. That's what I read. Yeah, I, I read about uh, Al Capone and all kinds of oh, crazy shit. Oh, Al Capone yeah, was yeah. a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bermuda Triangle. But alien abductions were always something. And then I think growing up in the 90s with shows like Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake and all Mork those. and Mindy. Yeah, yeah. Where where you have all these people that are, you know, even Jerry Springer, you probably had some some alien abduction episodes in those. Phil Donahue, I'm sure, had some of those as well, along with their satanic. Geraldo. Uh, along with their satanic panic episodes <laughs> yeah. and everything else that they had. Great show. Totally, totally. Great show. Totally. What, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. You know, that was in the 80s as well, right? Um, what was that creepy-ass movie with the old people where they, like, went in the pool and cocoon? Cocoon. <laughs> They're all, like, banging and Steve shit. Steve Gutenberg at his <laughs> fi- at his finest, man. I don't know. One of Steve, Steve Gutenberg's Fucking finest Gu- movies. What the fuck happened to Gutenberg? I saw Steve Gutenberg on Holy Moly, which is, like, a miniature golfing show. He was, like, a judge on it. That's amazing. And that's exactly what I would expect. Yeah. Three men and a baby straight to miniature golf. That was a really weird digression. I'm going to come back to (laughs) abductions. So uh, it's also known as alien abduction syndrome, UFO abduction. It's definitely something that are, it's like a subjective experience. People, the people that have it, they, you know, they have all these crazy thoughts about it. They believe all these things happen to them. There's not a lot of evidence to back up any of what they're saying but some of the things that that you know people have said about it is that that these people have real trauma that they experience from this alleged abduction so they have ptsd and all these other things related to it which says a lot about the strength of the mind i think Mm. all right so a lot of the claims involve Things that people always laugh about, like forced medical examinations, right. anal probes. Dig into that ass. I don't. I really don't understand that whole thing. You don't? No. Why? The, I mean, why would <laughs> aliens? Why would the, you know what? I got this human being. I really want to check him out. Let's go up his ass. Like, I figured there's so many other it's, ways to like figure something out. It's the quickest point from point A to point B. <laughs> Come on. A lot of these abductees will claim that they've been warned about catastrophes. They've been warned about uh, things like nuclear weapons or environmental impact and all this stuff. Like they've been given this great benefic warning. Ooh, benefic. From from a beyond the stars. And so they're, they have to come back and tell the rest of humanity their stories so that humanity can change their ways. I wonder if that's how Nostradamus got his uh, information. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> or he was doing like mushrooms or something. Yeah, probably. Oh, they all were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. We, we could do a whole other um, podcast on on that, but yeah. <laughs> I truly believe that's how humans evolved by the stoned monkey theory. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know if I believe it, but I um, could be. It could be. It could be. I, I, yeah. Who knows? Yep. That's my answer to everything. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. So and, the, maybe. and that's the thing is we, that we I don't know shit that. about We fuck, don't maybe. know. <laughs> I don't know shit about fuck. Yeah, I don't know shit about fuck. Uh, so reports of this phenomenon have been made all around the world, uh, mostly common in English-speaking countries. Yeah. So, especially the U.S. because a bunch of fucking crazy people are here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe aliens only speak English and, you know, they don't want to have to take the time to figure out another language. So UFO abduction claims have declined since their initial surge in the 70s. 
and it's it was really popular in the 70s and 80s and then it seems like it's just kind of gone down a little bit right uh, and now it's just kind of a thing that people make fun of well, no i feel like it's coming like back full force you do yeah i just read something that the former fbi Defense Secretary was teasing about coming out with some crazy UFO news here very soon. Really? Yeah. And, like, you know, more and more people in the government are starting to come out, you know, discussing it, saying that, yes, uh, you know, we are, you know, we have checked out, you know, alien technologies before. Kind of so, like, Bob Lazar and his stories yeah. are starting to sound a little bit more legit. No, they, they are. And there, there is... Um... Um, a little um, snippet in um, the COVID relief bill that was passed, I don't know, what was it, November? Yeah. Um, that um, They had 90 days or something? They had, a, I think, 120 days. Okay. That's coming up here soon. Yeah. Um, so We may find out so, some crazy yeah. news very soon. Which yeah. I, Buckle I'm, up. Let's get ready. I, th- I, th- I, think, um, I think there's reason why the government would withhold information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why they would. You know, they most people wouldn't be able to handle it. Man. Well, there's that. There's that. Look, shit. They can't even handle a, a, a virus. How are they going to handle <laughs> a, another life form that they don't know anything about? So, um, cue Destiny's Child. I don't think you can handle this. I have no clue. I don't you're think you're ready about. for this jelly. Percio. I don't think you're ready for this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. No. There's that. There's. Um, you know, there's there's other other countries that they if there is this this technology that we may possess that they want to um, first be greedy and keep it to themselves and and um, study a little bit more and um, they want to patent it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they want to patent it first. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out, and maybe we'll have to do a follow up show and just talk about that shit. I think this is going to be one of those continuing topics. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, just like ghosts are, you know, it's just going to be one of those things. It's, but this is legit. Maybe I mean, perhaps, I, perhaps, right? I still allegedly this is what's going to be coming out soon. Part of me thinks that what's going to happen is it's going to be like a, a way to explain it away, just kind of like they did with Roswell, where they were like, "Oh, it was this test we were doing because of the Cold War, mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck war it was, uh, where they were sending." It's just a weather balloon weather with flower into, tape. <laughs> into, yeah, into space. Um, so part of me, I just don't trust that they're going to be 100% forthcoming, and I don't. <laughs> do you not trust the government? They don't lie to us, They Alex. do not lie to us. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be more than that. I think there's 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 some solid information, um, especially with the, the um, incident over, um, shit, I forget what, what aircraft carrier. I think it was the, the U.S. Nimitz. Yeah. That that tic tac and um, oh yeah, that's a whole another conversation. But there's, you know, when you have a a, a commander, um, I think Fravor, I think his name is, um, and his story and very little holes in that, mm-hmm. and you know he he can explain the science behind what they saw and 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 show that we do not possess that kind of technology. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there, before it was called alien abductions, it was known as paleo abductions, mm-hmm. um, and that was in the 60s. And then in 1896, this dude named Colonel H.G. Shaw claimed that he and a friend were harassed by three tall and slender humanoid-looking individuals. Their bodies were covered in fine downy hair. Um, so soft. And, <laughs> and they tried to kidnap them. And they just cuddled cuddled all evening with their downy soft hair. 
Yeah, but like I clown, but I mean, that would be amazing if that's what aliens look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you get just over here, here, buddy. <laughs> just, just cuddle them for a little bit. Get so, over here. So definitely the 50s were the heyday of flying saucers and UFOs, and we saw yeah. that in the late 40s in Roswell, and then it kind of went crazy and blew up. So it, it makes sense that that's when we start seeing more and more incidents of people claiming to have been abducted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... There's were really like two landmark big cases that were, you know, well, not just two. There was many, um, but we're going to talk about a few of those. Okay. Um, Percy, I know that you did some research on a certain case. Why don't you let us know about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I've, I, I think most people are, or a lot of people are familiar with the movie um, Fire in the Sky. Some people are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's um, shit when it came out like 90s, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the movie, I think it came out maybe early 90s, Fire in the Sky, and it's based on Travis Walton and his story. And um, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, movie. yeah, I watched I I watched it years ago, yeah. and then I watched it again recently, a couple months. So, you know, when you told me you weren't talking about some alien abductions, it was, it's fresh in my mind, and I watched a couple documentaries. Yeah. We should do a, a, a watch, watch party. party. Yeah. <laughs> the elusive watch party that we never have, we keep talking about, mm-hmm. teasing everybody with. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so... Um, you know, immediately after watching it again, you know, I, I started scrolling and found a couple documentaries and um, very compelling story. And I don't really see any holes in it. Um, it's one of the stories that I feel like I believe the most. It just sounds the most credible. It really does. It does. And it, it, especially after watching the interviews with, with Travis himself and some of his um, his crew members. So. We back up and, and kind of start with the story. So, Travis and his crew—I uh, don't know—in their in their early twenties, um, they were they were doing some logging work in the Arizona desert, uh, right out of Snowflake, Arizona, not too far from is here. It north, where is it? It's in Snowflake? the White Mountains. So it's. Um, Gosh, I almost feel like I've driven. Yeah, there it's before. by. Um, it's like Kingsman, like kind of area where, where it's all super tree. Not quite. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, and the the White Mountains are are they're huge. It, it covers a lot of acres. It covers a lot of unexplored land because mm. it's 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 just um it's it's pretty massive and it's it's a huge forest. So Travis, he was leading this crew. They were out there with some um, some contract work to clear out trees for um forest press pr- preservation and um you know wild wildfire prevention. So they're so out like there. deadwood and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right. they're out there. They're finishing up pretty late. You know, they had a late night. They're kind of running behind on their contract, and there, there's a lot of controversy over that. And I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit later. But they're running late, so they're working late. They're pack up all their shit, headed back to camp or home because I think they were close. And um, you know, it's like right after dusk, so it's it's a little dark. And so off in the distance, they they, they see this bright light. You know, they they. I think there's like four or five of them in the truck. And they're like, yeah. You know, it looks like a wildfire. It looks like maybe headlights coming up the other side of the, the, the mountain. And as they get closer, it, it, it looks a little more strange. So so they get pretty close to it, and they, they feel a vibration throughout the vehicle. Ooh. Yeah. And, and it, it, it gave me I think me I a, probably would have stopped at that point right there. I'd yeah. be like, all right. It, it gave me a little bit of chills because they said not only could you feel it, but you could feel it like inside you right wow. like almost like yeah. magnetic energy or something yeah. like a yep. inner i don't know yeah. yeah so they did stop travis gets out he's curious he starts going towards it wants to see what it is gets a little close once he he sees 
and they all they all have the same story, which is is pretty interesting because that's that's kind of hard, especially that many years removed that they could still recite the same story and pass polygraph tests twice, every single one of those. So that's compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so Travis freaks out a little bit, kind of kind of gets down on his knees or or starts to, and as he gets closer, he's lifted off the ground. Big scene in the movie, very dramatic. <laughs> he's lifted off the ground, pauses there, I don't know, like 20 feet or so, pauses there for a little bit, and then um, drops to the ground. Oh, shit. Drops to the ground. His his crew freaks out. They, they just they, <laughs> yeah. get, they get in the truck, and they, they bolt. They left his ass? They bolt. <laughs> they bolt. They get, a, you know, a couple miles down. They're like, okay, let's. we need to circle back. Yeah, and, thanks, guys. Yeah, we need to circle back, dicks. see if he's a lot <laughs> Yeah. Yep. At least like they that. were nice enough to be like, you know what? Maybe we should go get our friend. Yeah, friends like that, you don't need enemies. For real. <laughs> so the, the crew circles back, um, and Travis is gone. He's nowhere to be found. He's gone. You know, they, they freak out. They report it, and um, huge controversy from there. Skip ahead a little bit. Five, I think it was like five, five days later, Travis gives one of his buddies a call on the phone. His voice was shaking, freaking out. You need to pick me up. And like, no, this this isn't you. So he convinces them that it is. They pick up Travis. They find him naked, that just on the road, and um, but naked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And scared. Definitely has some PTSD going on there. Um. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a little. So shocked, I mean, do, what 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 did he does he remember anything that had went on within the craft itself i mean because that's apparently where he went right yeah yeah and it it took you know and i'm saying this like it's it's true okay this, this is his story not mine <laughs> who knows so um so yeah after after they take him you know he's 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 scared he's like constantly cowering in the in the corners so of course he's taken for some medical attention and some um psychiatry psychiatric attention he he he's he's in full shock he's flipping out so after he kind of recovers from that he um they, they did some um uh, some regression work with him to work through that and get back to um when you say regression story. work you mean like hypnosis yep to right kind there, of like hypnotherapy to pull, pull pull those memories from the recesses of our mind yeah okay yeah, so okay either that or Put a story in your head. Who knows? Put a story in your could head. Could be. Yeah, that's a Very potential well thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then you know, you end up believing it. So, I think that's one of the hardest know. things about this entire thing is is how do you prove it? Unless there's like some kind you of don't. video evidence, and that can be so faked nowadays, mm-hmm. you can't even trust that anymore. So, and I mean. It's kind of one of those situations, kind of how I feel with ghosts. And I'll tell, actually, you know what? I'll talk about more about this later. Okay. Let's, let's discuss some more of the cases. Okay. Can I tell you about Antonio? Are you done? Are you, do you have more? Do you have oh, more? Go, go, up. Go, carry on. No, do, do you, you have, have more, more though? about uh, the story? Yeah. Um, I, I, what I found compelling is, is I didn't really find a whole lot of holes in the story other than what we just kind of talked about with that, that, that regression therapy. Yeah. Whether it was, um, he started believing the story that was, fed to him or he started creating but when you have five or six guys that um pass pass a polygraph Ugh. twice and years mm. down the road that that story stays the same um and i i found it interesting 
don't know what to think about. I find it interesting for sure that that what Travis said was when he felt that that they took him up on the ship. He was gone for five days. He felt like he only remembered like an hour of it, right? Um, because he was damaged from the radiation from the the craft, and they they felt responsible to take care of him, take him up. Get him healed, and then drop his naked ass off on the on the, on the road. <laughs> they couldn't put so, his clothes on for him. It makes me wonder if Snowflake Arizona is one of those places where you have kind of like the Pecos Triangle, where people are just because of the idea that he disappeared, he was lifted up off the ground, mm. and then he's dropped off naked days later. Yeah, like that makes me wonder if it's a similar situation as what we talked about. Oh, in, he just survived. The, yeah, like he was one of the living ones. But I wonder if there's more cases in this area, like in that radius or whatever. From all the people that have disappeared. Yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting to look into that. Another thing that's interesting about that area, they did some um, some studies on the trees around there in the forest, and they show kind of some irregular um, rings, ring hmm. patterns. They show, like, the trees grew exponentially fast hmm. in that area that the supposed craft was. Weird. Yeah. So trees grew very fast, and then so they started looking into it and started looking at the rings, and they grew kind of oblong in the direction of where the craft was. Whoa. So they weren't, you know, round rings. They were oval. And they found similar trees like that in, um, in Chernobyl. So there's a, some kind of connection with radio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Radiation there. What's up, Alex? Not much, Eric. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm not doing so great. Why? Because I think I have ghosts in my blood. <laughs> you have ghosts in your blood? I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure my blood is haunted. <sighs> okay. What would you do to know for sure? Well, I think I need to get some tests done. Okay. Well, where is there a place that you could go to get your blood tested for ghosts? I think so. Well, maybe not for ghosts, but maybe for some illnesses. You know, one of the things that I freaking hate. Okay. One of the things that I hate is having to call my doctor and for them to tell me, oh, your next appointment's going to be in April of 2026. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Const constantly. It's like every day. Every day. Every day. Well, I've got good news for you. Okay. There is a better way to do this. Mm. There's a company called Southwest Labs, and they can do all kinds of crazy testing on you to make sure that you don't have ghosts in your blood, make sure there's no poltergeist hanging out in your heart. Uh, they can check for STDs. They can check for COVID. Okay. You get a COVID test there. And you don't have to schedule an appointment. Yeah. You can just walk in. Do they them. do the testing like the way aliens do? Yes. Fantastic. No, they don't. Oh. Uh, 
sorry. <laughs> but but it is technologically advanced. Fantastic. So you'll get your results from a licensed doctor. They can do that via Zoom or some kind of other telemedicine. You don't have to even go into a doctor's office to get your results. That's fantastic. How do I get in touch with them? All you have to do is go to southwestlab.com or follow them on social media at Southwest Lab. <laughs> That's a nice segue into this next story. And I really want to tell this one. And then Alex, if you don't mind, and then you can do the next no, one. No, go for it. Because this one is weird. And I don't necessarily believe this guy. But there's some interesting connections to what you said. In the mid-1950s, there was a Brazilian guy named Antonio Villas Boas. Um, he really didn't get much attention internationally until years later. But uh, this case is, is kind of interesting. So in Venezuela... In the early 50s, there were these two boys that had found a UFO, allegedly. And so there was this lawyer who investigated it, and he put a, a an ad in the paper in Brazil that said, hey, if you have ever had any kind of experience like this, like reach out to me, right? So this farmer, Antonio, shows up, and he's like, hey, bro, I, I saw some shit. Some shit happened to me. So they flew him out from the farming village that he lived in into Rio de Janeiro, put him up in a hotel, and like this lawyer like took care of him while he was interviewing him. So here's what he said. He said that on October 16th, 1957, he was out working his family's field when he saw a red glowing orb descending towards him. It landed in the field, and as it landed, three legs dropped down to support the craft. And he freaked the fuck out and tried to run away. But he was apprehended by three beings that were five foot tall, wearing gray overalls and helmets. Were they furry and soft? <laughs> Dowdy soft? He did not say that. Um, he I bet they were. <laughs> so they had helmets. <laughs> he also claims that he was taken on the craft and stripped naked and that blood was drained from his chin. Because <laughs> that's the best place to get blood. <laughs> he said that the beings were communicating with animal sounds, which I don't know what that means. Like, did they sound like pigs? <laughs> 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 Um, and then this female creature with a fire bush and blonde <laughs> hair. I know her. She came in naked and, and they totally banged. No way. <laughs> yeah. How appropriate. Right. That's fantastic. Now you see why I wanted to do this one. Yeah. Uh, I still don't see the connection. It's, we're getting there. So after they finished banging, uh, he said that he said that she pointed at her belly and then up at the sky. Wait, wait, wait. This is serious. He said he banged her. Yeah. Okay, they carry totally, on. They totally carry banged. on. They you, totally got banged. Be, you got me hooked. <laughs> He's living that Keep going. Captain Kirk life, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he said that after they banged, she pointed at her stomach, and then she pointed at the sky, and he took that to mean that she was going to take their baby and raise it in space. Okay. Of course. Nobody fucking believed this guy. They were like, whatever. Weird. <laughs> whatever, dude. But, but here's the connection, all right? So he was looked at by a physician, and it was determined that he was suffering from radiation poisoning. Oh, weird. Okay, he was from where again? Some farming village in Brazil. Okay. Yeah. So he could have been exposed to it, perhaps. Or maybe that alien firebush was just <laughs> radioactive. <laughs> he's just banging a nuclear plant yeah. in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, just, he that's, didn't know. He's, that, been, he's been drinking. That's the, common in human females, too, so <laughs> let's not... <laughs> He's been drinking the nuclear runoff water he's for like, like years. He's like banging know? the cooling tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, my testicles are huge. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> All my hair and teeth are falling out. It's <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Should I talk about Betty and Barney Hill? Please do. Okay, well, there's this case in 1961. Betty and Barney Hill, right? It sounds like <laughs> straight up a TV show, doesn't it? Yeah, the hills. Betty and Barney hills Hill. Hills have eyes. <laughs> um... So the the Hill incident, okay, this was found out. Was, okay, so I tried to find as many cases as I could that were on, like, at least the West Coast, Southwest. This one's not. This one's straight up on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Massachusetts? Massachusetts? New Hampshire. New Hampshire, Same yeah. Thing. So the couple had gone on a trip to Niagara Falls on their honeymoon. So on their way back from their trip, they had noticed some lights in the sky. And they had stopped and pulled over and got out some binoculars and just kind of gazed at it for a while. And apparently they could see some little gray beings in the lights area. I don't know if they could actually see the ship itself, you know, but they said they saw the lights and they could see little gray men. Okay. Um, They heard a lot of beeping noises and then they noped the fuck out of there and um, (laughs) they got really sleepy. Okay. Um, Two hours later, they had woken up. Um, they were passed out about 35 miles down the road from where they had actually fallen asleep or like kind of passed out of the whole area. Apparently, they had like kind of repressed everything and um, sought PTSD help from a hypnotherapist. These two cases are sometimes viewed as earliest abductions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that they, they're definitely old older cases that really what people have said in the general sense of discussing this is that these two cases specifically have really created the narrative for all future cases. Right. And like all future cases kind of follow in the similar pattern as these two cases. They're models. Yeah. So again, for me as the person who wants to believe in things, I'm really skeptical about all of this just because of like, especially because of this. Yeah. There's, there's, there's definitely a lot of attention whores that, that, would go this far to create some attention in their life or, or, um, why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> Cause well, fucking cause, duh. <laughs> yeah, my head drastically turned to you and tension whores. Yeah. You know, well, listen, the, the, it was also the time, you know, of war of the worlds where people yeah. were scared to death of these things. And what was the, um, the attack on LA? Do you remember that? The, where apparently, look it up real quick. Look it up. The uh, attack on L.A. God, the battle for L.A. Not not the Rage Against the Machine album or anything, but <laughs> Battle of Los Angeles. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, air raid. The air raid where they had all these. They oh, basically Japan, saw something. It was Japanese, in the, yeah. They thought it was like something attacking them, and then they realized that it was it was an aircraft that we normally saw, and they started blasting. I mean, they were like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like blasting at whatever it was in the sky that was right after pearl harbor so everyone was a little bit paranoid. well everyone was a little on their yeah on edge <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh another great story is the, the the phoenix lights yeah where a massive amount of people saw the same thing um including, but that was kind of including the mayor that that debunked it at yeah, first that was debunked though. and then after the fact after he's out of office he's like yeah i saw him yeah, so, but that guy was kind of shady, man. Well, he's a politician, of yeah, course. I don't, I don't trust them fuckers, <laughs> man. I don't trust them, you know? 
general motivations people are talking about is medical experimentation yeah. and warnings of should we talk about like who or like what were or, who, or they're what, just or what, they're just curious yeah, yeah the people they're like we we can get there what are these monkeys. assholes doing and what's also interesting is there's a shit ton of sightings that happen after um the manhattan project and we started fucking around with nukes mm-hmm. so it kind of coincides hey these fucking idiots down there are um are playing with fire we need to make sure that they um chill out yeah kind of keep us in check and you know shove a probe up our ass just to keep us in check i i love all the different kind of aliens that they're they're saying i mean we've we've already I heard really one, like the ones that the are fuzzy, downy soft the fuzzy yeah. ones fuck the grays you know give me the, and then, give then me there's the, the grays the, the, they're like the really tall the ones that you typically think of now there's the fire crotch you know <laughs> Yeah, if My you go to, if you go to Roswell, you know what I mean. The, the grays are the ones that are like the typical, skinny, the super tall, arms, skinny, big eye, yeah. heads, big yeah. eyes, yeah. like to stick things in your in body. Your yeah, <laughs> in the butthole. And then there are fuzzy ones, and there's one that wear helmets, and there's ones that'll fuck you and with fire crotch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, take the baby up and raise it. Ginger, yeah. ginger uh, aliens. So I want to talk about uh, local-ish uh, abduction or sightings. So I, I want to do this one and then hopefully you'll do the next one because this one I have ties to obviously because it's from Socorro. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. But even more ties because my first cousin was his like great Shut nephew. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And their family does not like to talk about this. No, I was going to say we should have gotten them on the show. I, I tried a long time ago. They're, they don't want to talk about it. it. It created this whole stigma on them in the town. Yeah, and I think that's... You know, I thought about it. Why would someone go this far to to um, to create a bullshit story, even if they are an attention whore? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> even if they are, why would you go? Because it, it, I mean, they are ridiculed. They're yeah. they're yeah, they're they're put through a lot of shit. And yeah. and I think that's what made Bob Lazar so realistic. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, because he his life was ruined because you know, of it. And the same with with uh, Travis Walton. Yeah. I mean, his his life was screwed. I mean, he. I think he, and he, wanted to tell a story. He felt like a responsibility for some reason that he needed to tell the story, is what he's saying, and went through extra efforts to make sure that he wasn't monetized for any of those efforts. So it didn't look like he was out there for the just for the, doing for it for the, the cash. cash. Really? Yeah. So I guess Paramount or whoever got all the money from that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't get any of the rights. Uh, I don't know. Well, I know that there was a story that happened in your little hometown. Yep. Yep. Tell me about it. So Lonnie Zamora was a sheriff's deputy in Socorro County. Uh, he claims that he saw two people that were beside a shiny object uh, that later later went up into the sky and had a, like a giant flame behind it, pushing it into, into the sky. His claims created all this crazy media buzz. Like it became, it's a thing of legend in Socorro. People talk about it still to this day. His claims that he saw this, it, people believed him, and and I I don't think that they had any reason to not believe him because he was a sheriff's deputy. He had some credibility already built in with his you know position in right. in the community. Um, but the Air Force apparently said that it was unknown. Uh, but there are some claims that it was some kind of lunar landing test uh, that was happening. And White Sands is not too far from Socorro. Sure. You know, so so that stuff could happen. When I grew up there, 
How far is it from Socorro? A couple hours. Really? Yeah. If that, yeah. Yeah. But we, we, we not only have White Sands Missile Range, but we also have Emertech, which is behind the M Mountain. Um, the M Mountain is the mountain in Socorro that it's like. I think I've heard of Emertech. Wouldn't they use on Mythbusters or something? Don't I mean, they do the rocket propulsion yeah, stuff? Yeah, they do, they do missile testing. So, yeah. so growing up there, there there's always explosions and and um sonic booms and things like that happening all the time Crazy. you're just used to it because you have white sands to the south of you and then you have emertech just to the west of you and then there's a bunch of pyros that live there too so and there's a bunch <laughs> of like meth labs up. exploding <laughs> and, yeah yeah it's like it's like normal so this was april 24th 1964 it was around 5 45 p.m the dispatcher received a call on the radio from sergeant zamora who had been reporting a potential uh, accident for a motor vehicle. He went to go check the car in the Arroyo, quote-unquote, car. And then when he finally described it, he said it looked like a balloon. Okay. So another, that sounds familiar, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, so a state police sergeant met him there. And when when the sergeant arrived, he asked Zamora what the trouble was. Zamora led him to a burning bush. Oh. There, there she is the again. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted more of that human cock. <laughs> Just can't get enough. And now on OnlyFans, the burning bush. Instant subscribers. Watch it. Watch it. In real time. Per- Perseus subscribing right now. Done. He's got his phone out. He's the only one. Though. <laughs> When uh, when other police officers arrived, they noted that there was patches of smoldering grass and bush. Mm. Um, he told authorities that he had been pursuing a car that was speeding just south of Socorro. He heard the roar of an engine and saw a flame in the sky, possibly a half mile or a mile away. He thought that maybe a local dynamite shack had exploded. There, there's a lot of mining that happened around there back then, too, so that, that could have been a possibility. He stopped pursuing the car and then instead went towards the explosion, and that's when he saw this shiny object. I bet that guy in the car that was, he's like, He's Whoo! like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, he, he first thought that the object was an overturned white car that was on its radiator or on its trunk, um, but he described it as aluminum-like, and it was kind of white against the mesa background but not chrome and like i said he observed two people that were standing next to it and then it just totally took off Uh, did he describe the people at all small adults or large kids soft and cuddly (laughs) soft and downy um and then he saw kind of stuck on that he saw a blue and (laughs) in the fire bush he saw a blue and yeah he saw a blue and orange flame under the object when which then again went off into the sky oh shit so it took off again it wasn't just maybe did the people stay there or did they so. get into the vehicle? They must have gotten in there, yeah. Right. So he was investigated by the government. The U.S. Air Force looked into it. UFOlogists looked into it. And it's claimed to be one of the most credible encounters on record. But a lot of different alternative explanations have been given. Nothing has ever really resolved from it. There's never really been any definite information from White Sands or from anybody else about what that could have been. Saying so, it's this or that or whatever. Yeah, so we don't know. We don't know what it is, but... Well, what did the skeptics say? One skeptic said that it was most certainly a mirage of the star of Canopus. What? Damn that Canopus. That fucking bitch. <laughs> Wait. I hate her. A mirage of an, a star? That happens all the fucking time. Dude, I've never witnessed anything. <laughs> I've never even heard of anything how, like how that. How does a mirage of a star light bushes and grass on right. fire? Right. 
Um, so in 1966, the president of the Chamber of Commerce in Socorro proposed creating like a, a monument to the UFO encounter. Uh, but that never happened um, <laughs> because Socorro cannot get their shit together. We've had the same mayor for fucking 40 years. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's wow. a problem. Yeah, it is. It is a problem. Sorry, Ravi, but it's true. You need to stop. It's a, it's over, man. Give it up. <laughs> Next. See, there he is. Wrap it up. Ravi Basker. Yeah. Um, so instead, they painted a mural. <laughs> and... Uh, that's how they commemorate. Do you have the, photos? Yeah. I got to see this. I, I time for time for a road trip. Let's but, go. But I can take them when I go visit my mom next time. Please do. Okay, um, please. He got really tired of, of being harassed by uh, ufologists and the Air Force and everybody, so he just started uh, working at a gasoline station, and uh, he died in two thousand nine from a heart attack. On the evening of uh, August 13, nineteen seventy five, there was a veteran Air Force sergeant named Charles Moody. He was driving out into the desert in Alamogordo, near Alamogordo. He wanted to watch a meteor shower. But instead of just seeing meteors, he saw a glowing 50-foot with 18 to 20-foot wide metallic saucer-shaped craft, which landed about 70 feet away from him, and he heard a high-pitched humming sound. He noticed a rectangular window in the craft where he could see shadows resembling human forms, and he jumped in his car and got the fuck out of there because that's what I would do if I saw that. But then his car would not start, which was weird. Then he went, like, paralyzed and completely numb. And as soon as his, like, fear started to get more intense, the thing took off, hmm. which was weird. Um, he went home to tell his wife, but he was shocked that he found out that it was now 3 in the morning. So he had lost two hours. It happens. He didn't know what happened. Uh, he had a rash all over his body. And he went to a hypnosis therapy session where he started to remember that he was taken on board of this craft. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> he said that the heads that he saw of the beings were large and hairless and their ears were small. Eyes were larger than ours. Uh, they had a small nose and a very thin lip mouth. That's you too. Fuck you. Yep. Um, <laughs> he claimed that they weighed between 110 and 130 pounds. That's not me. Um, they were wearing black clothing, except for one of them had a silver suit. Oh, he was the pimp. he was the fancy one. He was the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess they spoke with him through telepathy. Uh, and they told him that if he was going to be peaceful, then uh, they would relieve him from his paralysis. So they put a rod to his back and the paralysis went away. The being told him telepathically that it would not hurt him. They are not meant to hurt him. Um, and they took him to a lower level of the ship. He saw this crazy machine thing. They warned him against using nuclear weapons. Uh, and they promised him a future meeting with extraterrestrials, but warned that closer contact with Earth uh would not be attempted for another 20 years. What year was this? 1975. 1975, okay. They are way past due. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they could have showed up, well, but and, we just didn't know. And, you know, if, if, I mean, if this shit's real, how, we don't know their technology. How long does it take us, them to get here? How close are they? Yeah, is a year to them uh, the are, same are they, thing as us? Are, like, is this like Star Trek shit where they're, you know, are, are they, maybe they're gone. Maybe they got wiped out by some other, that's true. The Klingons got him. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it was the Klingons. So there was just one more weird thing. It's real fast. Um, there was this this crazy musician guy named Jim Sullivan that uh, wrote a whole album that was titled UFO. I'm downloading it right now. Okay. Right after the 
he only found so apparently after this album dropped he drove out into the new mexico desert and fucking disappeared and so everyone's speculating that he was abducted by aliens because of his album it's stupid it doesn't have anything to do with anything but that I just thought is, it was an interesting it's interesting but yeah stupid fucking stupid stupid i wonder if this album's good i'm still downloading it yeah. just so i can <laughs> okay no now talk about what the skeptics said i'll start with my favorite skeptic Phil class which sounds like a um with a K? With a K. K-L-A-S-S. Is it F-E-E-L? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're fucking funny, aren't you? <laughs> no, he, he um, from, from, from the documentaries that I watched, he sounds like a real cunt. He was the, um, <laughs> the senior editor avionics for Space and Tech in the 50s and 60s. And he was, he was well-connected with, um, with a, a lot of the... Um, a lot of politicians and definitely with the media and um he definitely seemed to have a vendetta against travis walton and did a lot of shit to discredit him and um you know he, he without any evidence or listening to any stories he would do everything in his power to discredit them um you know he even went as far to say that that when travis walton was um was um got some medical attention that he had some puncture wounds right right outside his elbow and you know he said well that's obviously those are lsd injections from injecting lsd <laughs> kind of like the dude i just saw in the parking lot so uh but, obviously he's uh, injecting <laughs> lsd yeah yeah and, and in his elbow <laughs> and, and to say that 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 um that walton made up the story to get out of his contract that he was fucking up with the, the logging contract oh. that he's behind on um, how that would get him out of that contract? I don't know. I, don't know. I was going to say, how would that get him out of it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he even offered one one of his crew members offered him ten grand in the seventies. Ten grand was 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 a That's good a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money now. Ten ten grads, ten grand for him to discredit the story and um, still yeah and make up yeah. some stories. So um, so I mean, skeptics. Some of them have motives. Some right, of them right. just don't want to believe. Um, whether it's for um, for whatever reason, right. you know, maybe it goes against everything they've ever been taught or, or, um, fed as far as, um, religious beliefs or personal beliefs. Um, so right. they, they come up with reasons why this could absolutely not be true. Could it be true? Could be. My answer for everything. Maybe. 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 I, I kind of feel like in this, and I'll tell you why I feel it this way. Um, I feel it's sleep paralysis. I really do. Um, and, and the reason why I feel that way is because of my own experience with sleep paralysis. And I've told you about this, and I know my least listeners have heard it before, but when you know my grandfather had passed away, and um, I had... I was laying there and I had two small little weird gray looking beings getting closer and closer to me during, um, and for years I was like, oh, I was totally visited by aliens, I think, until I heard a sleep paralysis. And once I heard about that, I was like, oh, shit. Very but, disappointed. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I kind of wish it was almost. Yeah. You know? I, I do think that that's what a lot of scientists have said about it. That's what a lot, a lot of scientists have said, that they believe that it, it is sleep paralysis because mm -hmm. you have the the memory loss, you have the weird impending doom. hallucinations and the fear and all those other things that are coming up with it. There's also just this idea that some of these people may have really strong imaginations and they go into this kind of 
mindset where they believe this is happening and it and they do have real trauma from it like i said it, it does show up yeah. and present as actual ptsd right but it could be more of a hyper emotional state mm -hmm. than actual reality i don't know they don't, actually could be like being abducted that's really interesting though because we really don't know shit about sleep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um are we in another dimension when we sleep? Well, Are we in another maybe. dimension now? I mean, they oh, say they, they say that. I am. I don't know about you guys. You know, they say that DMT is kind of released yes. in our brains it, while we're sleeping. It is. And... It, it is. It, it's it's released when you're sleeping, yep. and it's released when you die, which I find fascinating. So... And born, and when you're born. Oh, I sure mm -hmm. hope you. Are flooded with DMT and when you're born. you know, and I hear stories about DMT where you see these beings that you know talk to you and kind yeah. of like these otherworldly beings that'll tell you about the future mm -hmm. or this and that. So I mean, tell us more about DMT, Al. <laughs> no, we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. We, we got to wrap it up. Um, but I think that I mean, it's there's just not enough known about it. Yeah, I just don't know enough. I don't know enough. I mean, it could be possible. I don't see why it couldn't be. I totally believe in aliens. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they would want to come down here and mutilate some cows and stick shit up my butt. But I mean, whatever. I guess. But at the same time, you see why people would go through these lengths to try to tell their story. Yeah, to try to tell a, a story that that probably most of them believe in their own heads, mm -hmm. whether or true or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is definitely something that we're, we're going to have to revisit have to over and over yeah. and over again, I think. Yeah. Tell us your abduction stories. Tell us your anal probe stories. <laughs> tell us your your firebush stories. Please do. Uh, send Percio your firebush stories. And, yeah, we want to know. We want to do another Tiny Terror, so we would love to uh, have your your input, your stories, if you've been abducted. What do you think about it? If you, yeah, if you have an opinion about it, if you know somebody who's been abducted, right. uh, if you want to be interviewed by us, we'll tell it, we'll talk to you about it. We, we definitely want to know more about this uh, phenomena. I'm very skeptical about it, which is different for me. That I is like, weird for I feel you. like Alex is more open to it than I am, yeah. which is, we've, we've kind of switched seats here. I'm with Alex. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It all started with that movie with Hunted 411, man. I mean, yeah, uh, the Hunted or you know Missing yeah. 411. Yeah. It, it all kind of started with that. It just it, it makes it makes so much sense. Some of those things really do make sense. That what else could it have been? True. I mean, True. well, yeah. Anyway, it's just weird that some is of the, it, is it be, you're skeptical because you're an attention whore. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what I thought. Speaking of attention horrors, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review and a rating. Um, we need that. Our frail egos need that. Yeah, share we it. will die if we don't have that attention. Uh, share our episodes. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Go to patreon.com slash dospequenos. Go to ko-fi slash dospequenos. Email us your creepy stories, your erotic ghost porn, whatever you want to send us to spookenios at gmail.com or slide up into our DMs. And with that, stay spooky. Peace.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.